0: Felicia, welcome on Cast of Creators. Thanks.
1: Thanks Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to be here. It's my first podcast. Oh, Oh, wow. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. This is a great place to start.
0: It is because we're actually tiny home buffs, Casey and I.
1: Ooh.
0: Yes. We spend a lot of time tossing tiny home ideas back and forth, funny enough.
1: Yes. And we've been following this tiny home movement and design and different things for a long time. Well,
2: that's amazing and very opportune. We just launched our home. Yes. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I was at the interior design show and I was like, Oh, you came. Yes, I was there. I am obsessed.
2: Great. Tell us more about it, please. Yeah. So we'll get into Arcana and the whole journey, but totally. one of the most common pieces of feedback we received from guests was we loved staying in your cabin. Are they for sale? And so we took some time. We thought about it. And we launched this year our home mm-hmm. uh, by Arcana, a r h o m e, yes. And that essentially is our platform to sell are completely prefabricated cabins that were purpose-built for immersion in nature and really Mm -hmm. for a two-person guest suite-like experience. And we'll sell them directly to individuals. So tiny home buffs, uh, people looking to add something to their property that gives them an opportunity for themselves to either escape and spend time in nature or can be used as a really nice short-term rental um, and income opportunity. For sure. And it's been so incredible Getting ourselves into that space. Yeah, You guys I probably bet. know this already, but the prefabricated home, just the movement around that is so interesting and fascinating. And we yeah. built that way because for what Arcana needed, it made the most sense to right. have something completely built in factory. Right. So we put them in remote locations. You don't yeah. want to have to build on those oh. sites uh, but it it just really is a big unlock for a lot of people yeah. to know that they can buy something for a fixed price that's completely assembled interiors everything it gets delivered to your house we like drive it down the road yeah, and you can be sleeping in it the same night Ugh, think amazing. about like, how revolutionary that is from yeah. a you know, construction like standpoint home. right it's like okay here's your home Yeah,
0: I've actually had a number of people who own homes who have space for an additional like office or they're thinking putting yeah. something in their backyard. This is is also magnified since Covid. I think it's the demand's yeah, gone up since so. COVID. And um they are like they're like, Nell, like what could we do with this? Like, you got any ideas? So this is really in demand. I think that a lot of people are gonna want this.
2: It is, and I mean you think about Toronto and home prices. Home prices oh, okay. and housing shortage and all the things that, you know, sort of from the macroeconomic standpoint that Canadians are facing. And like I said, I think this type of construction is, is completely the future. Our home absolutely um has interesting applications from a a potentially you know in addition to someone's residential mm-hmm. property it really depends on the property and where that person's located but it's such a wonderful solution through our home and through the other tiny home builders and folks that are doing things in prefabricated construction to give to people it's I think the future I have no and question
1: the, um, so if you're purchasing uh, an our home unit Are they all the same? Is there different, like, things you can add? Because I've been inside, and, like, I love especially how, you know, the outlets are, like, the washroom is, the closet. Like, I was in there, and I was like, I don't want to (laughs) leave. Amazing. Um, So are they – is there different, like, levels of – that you could buy?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you take it back, why did we start selling our home? So, mm-hmm. we have been at this now for almost three years. We started with Arcana Hospitality Concept. First and foremost, we wanted to create a space and a place for people to reconnect with nature and yeah. in the process find themselves. And this cabin really became this really wonderful exploration of how do we find that vessel, right, that yeah. really facilitates that journey on property but isn't intrusive. And we refined it so that inside is really everything you would want and nothing you'd don't. So to your point, you know, it's, it's really been through um, a number of iterations. It's our third model of the cabin and it has absolutely uh, really demonstrated its ability to serve that use case, which again is like two people accommodation and uh, again, like a guest suite weekend getaway. And so from that standpoint, the our home unit is the our home unit, right. so we're serving a really specific use case with that product, and we don't have a you know infinite number of customizations because yeah. then you start to lose the sort of value proposition. Yeah. Like it's a fixed price, and again for that use case, it's excellent.
0: Where do you build it? Oh, good,
2: good. good yeah, question. we build it in Burlington, Ontario, oh, made. Wonderful. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful.
0: And I guess design too.
2: So we designed. The our home unit. And our founding team, one of our partners is an architect. He's based out of Vancouver. His name is Michael Lecky. His practice is Leckie Studios. They're amazing. Uh, so again, the design is, is, is part of what we bring to the table. And because we've been operating Arcana for the last three years, we've had guests stay in the cabin almost yeah. every night. And we've taken all that feedback. So not just from a guest experience standpoint, but also from an operation standpoint. So you want something that obviously is incredible for the people that are staying in it, but you also want something that you can easily turn over, especially if you're using it as an income uh, generating property. And so the, our home cabin is really that that complete, uh, you know, set of learnings that we had all incorporated. We also worked with an advisor from the Four Seasons. Oh, nice! So again, the interiors are really that five yeah, star luxury yeah, experience, and all through the lens of our design first and you know architect led uh, vision.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's really rare to be able to get that much feedback before you build a product. That's I mean, good. who else has been able to do that, especially in that space? Really, nobody.
2: Well, you know, our background, my background, at least in particular, came from the tech world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for us, it's very much put a pilot out there,
1: yeah.
2: MVP, collect feedback, iterate. Yeah. And so, you know, we had the chance to do that like IRL in yeah. real world uh, with our cabin through Arcana. So it's it's been incredible. But to me, it's like a no brainer. Like, yeah. of course, you'd want to do that. If I'm going to sell you this solution that I'm telling you is for this thing, well, I better have proof that yes. this is a solution for that thing.
1: And I've noticed that um, I remember when you first launched as someone who's like, I saw the Instagram and I'm like following along, but yep, those Arcana units are booked. Like they've been <laughs> booked almost like I looked at, you know, going um or Sean, Sean and I to go, uh, you know, maybe for a weekend or a couple of days, but it's almost like you said, almost booked every night.
2: Yeah, and that that's it's been incredible. You know, yeah. we have certainly uh, exceeded our expectations with our sort of MVP yeah. uh, that we put out to the world, and we've seen really incredible occupancy. And again, I think more meaningfully, the guest feedback after people stay. I mean, that's really yeah. what what continues to motivate and, and drive us forward. People are not just coming because they see this beautiful mirrored cabin; they are then leaving having felt. Something and they feel some sort of different, which again was the entire premise for why we wanted to start Arcana in the first place. Spend right. some time in nature and feel better.
1: Yeah.
0: And how many properties are there now for Arcana?
2: So we have that property. uh, We call it internally. Now it's external to the world. Pilot. uh, Our pilot property. And then we're developing another uh, property. And our vision for this is to really have dozens of properties. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at expanding, you know, across Ontario and U.S. and West Coast. Uh, You know, even being at the IDS show, we had some groups like, can you take these cabins overseas? And would you guys want to build something there? And I mean, the answer is yes.
1: Like 100%. (laughs) Yeah, let's go.
2: (laughs) Sign here. Yeah. someone was like, I got some land in Greece. I'm like, okay, tell me more. You yeah. know? <laughs> I'd love to go spend some time over there. So yeah. the, you know, the, the opportunity to uh, get folks who live in cities to spend more time in natural surrounding areas really isn't limited to Ontario. Ontario is incredible because there's so much beauty and nature accessible within two to three hours, yeah. but the same can be said for so many places. Totally.
0: So how many acres is a minimum size site?
2: Yeah. So, I, you know, we ideally look for 30 acres, uh, which gives us plenty of space to put cabins, but have them, you know, laid out far enough, but also ensure that we've got some access to private trails and things that yes. guests can actually immerse themselves in while they're there during their stay. Uh, it sort of depends on the property because if you've got a smaller property, but it was in close proximity to a national park or, you know, yeah. something else. Yeah. I
1: heard uh, there might be something coming to Muskoka <laughs> where, like, <laughs> Nelson and I are, you know, seasoned cottagers and <laughs> spend a lot of time in that area.
2: Is that true? Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, you know, Ar- Arcana means secrets and mystery. Okay, <laughs> So okay. I think part of our secret sauce is certainly keeping uh, certain elements of the experience, you know, for, for guests only. Yes. Uh, and you that's, do a
0: good job at that. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, through your sites, you do a good job. Yeah, at that, but too. for us, like
2: honestly, it. any any area outside of Toronto that's within a two to three hour drive, our criteria for properties is they have to be super naturally awesome. So yeah. it's a bit subjective. But that means uh, a place where you could go and really immerse yourself in nature. You know, from the picture window, we guarantee guests that they'll have an undisturbed view of nature. Yes, and I that's really that. what's critical. Like when you wake up, it should be you and the natural surroundings. Uh, we also like to use the phrase in solitude together. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's other groups on site, and we think building community and again having those connection points with like minded people is really important. But you also want to have the place. And the time to reflect on yourself or your relationship with your partner, whatever may be, you know, the reason that you're um, venturing into, you know, a two or three night stay in nature. And so for us, again, having that sense of privacy is important. uh, But there's so many locations, you know, Muskoka, Kawarthas, Niagara, Prince Edward County. I mean, you name it. um, There's there's lots of opportunities as we as we continue to grow.
0: Did you grow up cottaging? You
2: know, it's a good question. So I actually grew up in Chicago. Oh, uh, okay. I recently became Canadian. For so many years, I would say um, I'm an aspiring Canadian. Oh, uh, but I took my citizenship oath... I think in October, so it's oh, like wow. still pretty wow. new. Welcome. Thank you, uh, proud, proud Canadian. Oh, uh, so I didn't grow up cottaging because we didn't use that term in Chicago, but I did grow up spending my summers at an overnight camp in Wisconsin that was in the woods, and I did that from the age of nine until I was like twenty-one. So I ended up being oh, wow. like a camper wow. and then a counselor. Well, so for even me- I, I
0: didn't stay that long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but for me, that was a that was a lot of the reason that I was connected to you know, building this Arcana project in the first place. I remember those summers in the woods and, you know, completely untethered at that point from, oh, yeah, you know, those, anything. Those glory yeah. days. <laughs> but you, or a phone. But, or a phone. I mean, we didn't we, didn't, um, yeah. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have phones. Yeah. But I guess at some point in that journey we did. Yeah, right? Uh, but I remember so distinctly feeling a version of myself that I almost only felt you know, Mm -hmm. in those woods, in those moments. And I think so much of the response to Arcana has been people rediscovering that connection to nature and how it makes them feel. And the good news is the science around why you feel good in nature is so rich. So it's not just like, oh yeah, like I think I feel better. There's things that are physiologically happening to you that are so beneficial to personal mental health and physical health that again, it's, it's, you know it, it was our it was our vision to really build a place where people who are in the city can can reaccess that
1: and oh i um, with um the pilot property yeah. on the um you know in the space are there so you have the um Arcana cabins are there any other amenity type things that people can do while they're there
2: yes so we built the whole experience through the lens of self-guided well-being programming. I love that. Yeah. so I wish
0: camp was like that. (laughs) (laughs) My camp wasn't like that. That was my biggest grievance with camp. I mean,
2: listen, camp serves a very specific and kind of different use case and purpose. Uh, This, (laughs) from its inception, was really about giving people an opportunity to have their own self-guided wellness journey. Mm -hmm. And so that means on property there's everything from sound, that we utilize within the cabin. So we work with a sound practitioner in upstate New York. He's created custom binaural audio journeys. Oh, that guests can, you know, in their cabin, they press a button, and the cabin sort of starts to envelope you in the in the sound. And you may never have done sound journeys or be, you know, have been had any interest in sound meditation, mm-hmm. but this is like a zero-risk type of way to sort of press a button and experience something. So there's moments like that. Similarly, we do the same thing for a sound, I mean a sleep journey so like at the end of your you know day you can sort of kick back press a button and you've got this really interesting audio guide to help you fall into just the deepest most delicious wonderful sleep so that's available on property we also have a hydrotherapy circuit on property so sauna cold plunge there's yeah that's my favorite (laughs) 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 yeah I mean it's it's great do you practice it on a routine? Yes, I um, spent some time in a
1: frozen lake this weekend, about two hours north of the city. But <laughs> I have a and I have a galvanized stock tank on our roof and a hot tub. Uh, yeah, seasoned cold plunger for about four years now. amazing! Yeah, my favorite is going in the frozen lake though, when you have to cut an ice hole like a chainsaw or like a blade, and then you go in. <laughs>
0: Crazy! Yeah, person. no, I get it.
2: I love it. <laughs> Do you cold plunge?
0: No, um. Although <laughs> are you I've, open to it? I'm open to it. Okay. Um. I just don't have a convenient way to incorporate it in my routine. <laughs> um. But I have the other elements of. I mean, I've got a pool in my routine, and a sauna in my routine, and a hot tub in my routine. Oh. I just don't have the cold one. Seems
2: like an easy add-on. I've yeah. got to
0: figure out how to add but it that out. But
2: that—that's what I'll say. We try to create these moments that you experience on property, but that you can replicate when you get back home back home to your life in the city. Right. So, I remember we had one guest stay with us who uh, you know again was so enamored by their experience with the cold plunge. Like you had not really done much in in cold plunge and they had such an incredible time and they started simply making their shower cold. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and again, that's like a really easy thing you can do for a couple minutes when you get home and it it can be life changing for some people. So the idea is that okay, there's these incredible things that you can experience only on property, but they should give you some tools that you can then start to create an easy to follow routine when you're back in the city.
1: It inspires Mm -hmm. you to make positive life changes that you like you do there and then you're like, I should do this when I go home. Yeah. And then, you know, it helps you create new routines that are better for your well being and your mind and body and I love that.
0: That's kind of what happened to you because a lot of this for you started with COVID, being in yes. nature and retreating so we to lived Muskoka. At our
1: cottage in Muskoka, and you know, it wasn't. It was quite lonely, and I started doing cold plunges, and I started working out a lot, and eating really healthy, and making elaborate meals because I had time <laughs> and um, spending a lot. I became a, like a forest lady. Like I always had short hair, I let my hair grow long. I was like this. Woman of the Woods. And that really made a big difference in my life because now I find, you know, since making those changes, I'm more of a calmer person and I'm more in tune with that wellness part of my life. So I'm all over this.
2: And and that makes a ton of sense because... You know, what the studies show is you spend time in nature, your cortisol levels go down, you feel less stressed, you ruminate less, less negative emotions, you're more creative, you experience awe more meaningfully. Well, how wonderful is that? Like, who doesn't want to experience awe?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: it also opens you up to create more connections, not just with nature yourself, but with other humans. So it's so powerful. So it's, again, something that you intuitively know yeah. and you experience. And then I love to hear that you're doing things yeah. in the city that, like, help replicate some of that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, the team that you're building Arcana with, you've worked with before. Yeah. Right? Successfully worked with before. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's part of the fun, right? Like, you want to okay. build good things with Good, Good people. people. Right? Uh, so uh, a number of us worked together on Tokyo Smoke. So uh, we started Tokyo Smoke, I don't know, 2016? Cool. Um, it was a crazy, wild journey. Yeah. Uh, built a really strong, amazing team. We went through sort of all the life cycles of a startup from, you know, an idea and working in a garage with a few people to our first coffee shop, uh, which- um, What was that again?
0: The first on on Stafford, on Stafford. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like just Uh, west of Kensington.
2: Uh, west of Kensington. Yeah, more like Niagara and Queen. Yeah, Mm. Queen
1: and Niagara. Yeah, I know that. I remember.
2: Yeah, Yeah. uh, but we had the opportunity to really build that. We took that company public, and then we sold it to Canopy Girls. So in the process, we built a really incredible, talented team with. People from you know Holt Renfrew and Lululemon, and we took people in from CPG companies, and you know uh, it was a really diverse, talented group of individuals. And a lot of folks stayed on after the acquisition. Uh, so we were acquired by Canopy Growth, and again, over time, I think a number of us kept gravitating back towards one another and like, let's do something together again. So feel incredibly fortunate that a number of the uh, team members we have at Arcana were part of that Tokyo Smoke journey.
0: And how did you settle on this idea in this business? Did anybody specific have the idea or how did it
2: come up? Yeah, you know, I think it was, it was certainly like a group collaborative effort. The red thread was really wanting to continue to lead with design to create brand and community around a concept that had the power to transform. That was really what Tokyo Smoke was about. You know, uh, now cannabis being normalized maybe seems obvious. It didn't when we started, right? And so for us, it was like, well, that's interesting. And cannabis is interesting as a tool in mental health and has the ability to transform people, Mm -hmm. Nature in many ways has like way less side effects, (laughs) and um, equally, if not even you know more powerful, maybe more
1: um, more immersive, and you you know, get high on life when you're breathing in the forest and breathing in that forest bathing or just taking it all in, a hundred
2: percent. And so, how could we lean into design, community, and again, this time instead of focusing on cannabis as that tool for folks, focus on nature as that tool.
0: And you then, how did you, you know, come up with the idea and get the first property and had that all unfold?
2: Yeah, so we... We're fortunate in that uh, one of the founders of Arcana, who also I worked with at Tokyo Smoke, uh, he has a piece of land, and uh, part of that land was accessible to us to to utilize for this, for this pilot project. So that's really where it all started. It's a beautiful piece of land. It's in close proximity to a really beautiful set of hiking trails. And that was the natural place for us to start. And again, I think, you know, for us we had the canvas and the canvas is so important. Like let's not get it twisted. Nature does so much of the lifting of the iconic experience. Like yeah. the way that we design the experience and the programming that we add on top is absolutely the secret sauce. But the fact that the four seasons presents this incredible landscape for people to immerse themselves in and yeah. changes every season. So much of that is, is, you know, what, what, um, what makes the magic happen for guests. And so for us, that's where we started, um, but it did it did give us the confidence that there are so many places like this property. It's not near any big major attraction. It doesn't even have a water body. So that's okay. some sometimes what people think like oh like you've got to be on a lake. You don't need to be on a lake, right? I mean, this is such a specific use case. You are there to reconnect with yourself. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Bodies of water are amazing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we do we do love them. Uh, but it's equally magical and awe-inspiring to be, you know, in a dense, mature forest in the middle of in the, the middle winter. Where, yeah. yeah, where in it feels like Narnia. Nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, you know, go on a hiking trail and... Do things that are at that slower pace in a beautiful environment with like clean, fresh air. So that's all you need.
0: How many our homes are on this uh, first plot of property?
2: First property has three. So we started with what we call cabin zero. So that yeah. was the very first Uh, attempt at creating this experience and that was actually built in a shipping container and we built it uh in british columbia and sort of drove it all the way across country uh it's a really beautiful unit so i'd say that that model was really architect-led so all the decisions were made through an architect's eye which creates this beautiful sculptural product when we started to use it in practice, it didn't have all of the operational, you know, efficiencies that you would want. Like the simplest example is the bed is actually uh, lengthwise against the picture window. So, the, it, anyways, it's a beautiful layout, but you can't make the bed. Like if you go right. that corner yeah. that's near the <laughs> that's near the window, yeah, you know, you're breaking your nails and yeah, your fingers, yeah, yeah. and you know, well. Okay, so it may be beautiful, but that's not practical. So then we uh, created our second version of the cabin, uh, built uh, in Hamilton, actually with a, a tiny home builder, and that cabin uh, is is great. It's more operationally efficient. I'd say it um, it swung more in that direction. And so the our home cabin that we're now taking going forward for the properties in the future, and then also available for sale, is that really nice marriage of design and operational and and functionality, right? And that's what's incredible about the Our Home product.
0: So the third one is the basically the Our Home that you're selling?
2: The third one is the Our Home that we're selling.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. And how many do you have for sale?
2: Uh, so we have... Going into IDS, we had 25 that could be delivered within eight weeks. Mm -hmm. We'll sell more than that, but those have you know a nice short lead time. We are down to only a few of those. That's wow! Congratulations, IDS was was amazing. Uh, It was awesome. We are so thrilled at the reception. There was basically a line in front of the cabin the entire time we were there. Amazing, Uh, and so that's really really awesome. Uh, But again. These are made in factory. The time to build is not that long. This is a pretty automated process. So beyond those initial 25 units, we'll still sell our homes with about a 16-week lead time.
0: Oh, wow. That's great. 16 yeah, that's weeks. incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean- there's no way you could buy a house in that short of time.
0: <laughs> not and not build one.
2: No, not like, yeah. Not uh, like, you
0: and know. you can put that on a mortgage too. Like you can get a loan for that. People must S- want There's
2: groups that will finance it for you. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, we've spoken to a few different groups. It's a specialty kind of a, a loan right. uh, because it's not a traditional home. Yeah. But there are groups that will help buyers Looking to finance them, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. And
0: anybody with an existing house could put it as an addition or in their backyard.
2: Yeah, and basically
0: mean. the rent would cover that incremental upside on their uh, increase in their mortgage. I think for it's sure. a
2: super interesting
1: use case. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've crunched the numbers on that one. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we've yeah. already
1: been—we we knew you were coming in, and we've been talking about yeah,
0: when, it. When somebody asked me about it, I crunched the numbers on him to try and figure out, you know, how many how much you'd have to rent it for mm-hmm. to you know, cover the mortgage costs. And yeah, it's it's not yeah. that much.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It, it it shouldn't be. And, you know, again, I think the question is is always where do you live and yeah, how's a municipality gonna respond uh, to this product in yeah. that particular, you know, piece of land or, or project. So that's always the variable.
0: So it's basically electrical plumbing.
2: You need wastewater electric.
0: Got it. Wastewater electric. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: And I'm wondering if, like, you could, if it was, like, how it gets put in, if it was on some type of stilt or concrete or could be on some type of Wheel, it'd be a not permanent structure.
2: Yeah, that's a hundred percent. So <laughs> <laughs> don't light me up, just over loopholes. <laughs> Listen, you know we we sell the thing and then it's on yeah, the wire. Yeah, you do whatever you want. The, after but that. I, I will tell you that again, we're built in factory, all certified, and yeah. we do have certifications to qualify as an RV or park model home, okay. which means again, it gets built on a trailer. We drive it to property. Yeah. Uh, it can be therefore left jacked up on a trailer. Right. Oh,
0: it's. Built on a trailer, it's so on it's trailer. on wheels like a trailer. Yes, it is oh
2: and, that's and it, great, right? Yeah, no, that's this nice. What I'm okay. Thinking about yeah, here yeah. Now. and then it, and then it can be certainly taken off the trailer. Yes, so it really but you don't depends have on. No, yeah. you don't have to. And there's so much flexibility. So, like I said, you could leave it jacked up on a trailer, uh, install some nice skirting around, as someone knows it's yes. on a trailer, and then it's you know as temporary as it as it could be. I mean, at that point, if you wanted to pick it up and take it somewhere else, there's nothing stopping you, drive you from that thing doing to Coachella. It. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh. We've talked about that. We're <laughs> like, should these be a music festival? Yeah, I was like,
1: fuck yeah. staying in a
2: tent. <laughs> Although, did you did you see did you see that Coachella is like not selling out? There's yeah, a I don't, I think, you
1: know. really
2: yeah.
0: They're having trouble. I'm
1: not a music festival person. Anyways, the last thing I want to do is go you hang see out that in a guys field.
0: hucking fire festival again.
1: No. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's out of jail hucking fire festival. Oh my
1: gosh. No like a like the
0: like same thing,
2: one. and, like and he's like, one? trust me this time. Around. Around. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's like. Trust me, exactly. He's like, trust me this time oh,
2: around. No. Oh man, I yeah. I almost I almost was on a plane to go to fire. Oh Festival. really? Wow. Yeah, but then you know I yeah. used my brain and I was like, this is not a thing. No.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> watching that whole thing unfold in real time on Twitter when people were posting, this is the meal we got with this little slice of cheese. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, Twitter is not really what it used to be. But even then, watching something like that unfold in real time was just. You're just sitting there laughing at your phone, free fresh, what's next? Well I just Absolutely. remember like we got
2: we got an email, a friend of mine and I, like, free tickets to this thing and you know, he was like explaining it and I was like, this doesn't this sounds too good to be true. Yeah. And usually when that alarm bell goes off, right. it means something's right.
1: Like, no, this this <laughs> is not.
2: Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, back to the idea of it being temporary, it absolutely can be um, utilized in that way. Likewise, it can be installed on you know packed gravel pad, concrete pad. You yeah. can do all sorts of different things from a foundation standpoint, but you don't have to build underground. So yeah. lots of flexibility.
0: Yeah, amazing. So the growth of your business is basically going to come from these t- two main verticals
2: yeah so again we started really as a uh, wellness experience immersed in nature and that's what we are at our core Uh, selling our homes to us is completely aligned with that vision because we're giving more people the opportunity to do that in any way they see fit right Uh, so that's really how we envision continuing to grow uh, through these two different but related uh, businesses yeah.
0: So after your stint at the radio station in <laughs> Chicago.
2: Like no one knows that. I was 15. Yeah. Okay, well let's call it my stint at the at the sports radio station.
0: Then where did you end up?
2: You want to take me all the way back? Yeah, We're going back in time back. here. Right, let's do it. Uh so I grew up in Chicago as I mentioned, born and raised. I went to summer camp. It was through going to summer camp that I actually started my friendship and love for Canadians in Canada. Uh, Great. Actually, so it all kind of ties together. Uh, I, when I started working at that camp, I was paired with a co-counselor who was this girl from Vancouver, and cool. she had just finished her first year at McGill, and I was still in high school. And so I was entering my final year of high school, that year where you apply to schools, et cetera, I had you know, the list of schools that I had always thought I was going to go to growing up, which were all in the U.S. because that's where I grew up. Uh, But I went to visit Montreal in September and I went and stayed with uh, this girlfriend of mine. She's now one of my closest friends. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Montreal, what an amazing place. (laughs) And so sort of on a whim, in addition to my other college applications, I was like, I'm going to apply to that place. Mm -hmm. And long story short, I ended up getting into what I had thought was my dream school in the U.S., accepted. And then found out I got into McGill, and I remember, like, looking at my mom being like, I made the wrong choice. And she was like, I am sure there are other people that would happily take your place at that other school. If you want to go to McGill, you should go to McGill. Wow. And so I did. Amazing. So I went to McGill. I studied uh, East Asian Studies and Business. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked in finance after McGill in a consulting firm, uh, was based in New York, uh, did a lot of my project work in Asia. So lived in Shanghai, Bangkok, lived in Delhi, uh, wow. spent about a year working in India. And then left consulting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot. Uh, left consulting, Went uh, moved out to Mountain View, worked at Google for a bit. Cool. Got my MBA uh, and then moved out to South Korea where I worked for Samsung uh, for three wow, and a half years. Wow, that's a that's You, were a in, cool uh, you lived in
0: South Korea for three years.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lived in Seoul. Awesome, awesome, awesome city. Uh, if you ever have the chance to visit, I like cool. I
0: have no idea what that city is
2: like. <laughs> I would like to go. Yeah. Go. Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, but it was at that time I'd been in Seoul for about three and a half years. I knew that it, I wasn't going to live forever in Korea, although I did really like it. But there's very much a ceiling if you don't have fluent – in Korean um, in terms of what you can accomplish there. So uh, that was when Alan Gardner, who was a founder of Tokyo Smoke, he had been a colleague of mine that first gig that I worked at after McGill, which was in finance consulting. And he also worked with me at Google. So we had been very close friends and colleagues for a long time. And he called me up. He's like, you got a be thinking about leaving Korea. I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you want to come and do this thing where we start a cannabis brand? And I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 Cool. You know? And so I looked at my now husband, uh, at the time we had just gotten married and our plan was actually to move to India. So my husband grew up in Delhi. And so that had been our plan. Is that I, where you
0: met your husband?
2: You know, it's another good story. I did meet him in Delhi, uh, we worked at the same consulting firm. I was in the New York office. He was in the London office. But we were both sent to India for that project. Wow. But we were totally platonic uh, yeah. friends. Years later, we coincidentally wound up at the same business school. Oh, cool. And that's actually when was we like started fate, dating. Total fate. Yeah, right? I, I believe in fate unplanned. a bit. Well, yeah. Completely unplanned. And, you know, what I like to say is, you know, life is always a funny journey. But had I not lived and worked in India for that year, I don't know that I would have been fully prepared and equipped for, you know, Immersing myself in a family that's very proud of their Indian culture, right. I understood it so much better, having had lived there and developed friendships. So I think it was totally fortuitous. Like I needed to have that experience and exposure in India on my own to then, you know, sort yeah. of later in life, be able to feel like I could be a good present partner to yeah, someone. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah.
0: And, and they're all still there, his uh,
2: So his parents are still there. So uh, I we actually spend as much time as we can over winter break in India every year with our kids. Uh, so I just got back uh, from being there. I literally landed and went straight to IDS, which is why I have, like I said, 75% of my voice right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so his, his parents are still there. And then he's got a big, close, extended family of aunts, uncles, cousins, and their kids. Oh. Yeah, India's – have you guys been India? I haven't. I known. haven't. Oh, so, oh, a couple we're creating a whole travel itinerary yeah. for you guys. Yeah, you I'll, really I'll be your guide. We're yeah, going yeah. So, okay. I'm loving go Delhi. good. Let's do it. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I think this all started by, like, yeah, what happened after high school. So that's what happened after high school. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: I love it.
0: <sighs> what a path. Yeah. I mean, really a lot exciting. of that stuff you, you really couldn't plan even, I mean, a couple years prior to going to McGill, you'd have no idea that whole trajectory would never be in the plan at all.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's right. I, you know, this, you always... It's easier to reflect looking backwards than it is in the moment. But I think the way that everything uh, transpired, I'm, I'm very fortunate. But I led with, you know, what am I passionate about? What are the things that I'm interested in? How can I make something that I want to happen happen? So I was really intent on spending as much time Seeing other cultures, immersing myself in other cultures, working in other cultures, just to get that understanding. And that's really what I spent my 20s doing. And um, again, I think had I not done that, I wouldn't be where I am now. And it's such a wonderful skill to be able to, you know, again, immerse yourself in in a different, you know, place and different environment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Arcana sounds unbelievable. I'm yeah. excited to see them in person. I've seen them on your site, but the, it just, our home looks amazing too. Now, so beautiful. You
2: saw them. I've seen them, but I haven't stayed there. And oh. I was going to ask, like,
1: what's next?
2: <laughs> with with Arcana? Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, we are really focused on, on scaling this. That's cool. really, you know, first and foremost what we set out to do and what we will do. So for us, it's now building a bigger property. Uh, You know, I think for us, the target would be 35 cabins plus, I think 35 to 50 is the sweet spot. And we want to do that in as many places as we can. So that's what we're working on. And at the same time, Having our home available for individuals to, you know, do what you guys maybe are thinking of doing, (laughs) um, but also to people who, you know, own land and have commercial uh, operations that they would benefit from having accommodations like vineyards is like a really interesting and obvious example. Like there's so many vineyards in Ontario that are like hard to get to and there's not great options for where to stay around mm-hmm. them. Um so there's so many applications, but we're exploring all of those. Like we w- you know, we like growth. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah.
0: I'm super excited to see it and thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank it's you. Been great.